Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my segment. This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. We're talking football with the professor, John Clayton. If you guys have questions for John, text them in, 206-421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let them go. Hello, John. Hello, guys. Before we get started with uh, with football, what, do you, what what's on the menu? What Are you, are you cooking uh, Thanksgiving dinner? Are you having it delivered? Are you going to go somewhere? People coming over? What's the, what's well, the program? I mean, and you know that my standard line is that, uh, you know, Pat, Pat was an excellent cook. I mean, an excellent cook, but obviously with her in a wheelchair, she can't stand and cook right. now. And, of course, my position has always been if I cook something for her, she'll die. And I don't <laughs> want that to happen. Oh, so it's like, so it's like uh, <laughs> remove the stove, yeah. get rid of the oven. Yeah, and, of course, I mean, we've got a, 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 a sh- kind of a, a restaurant-type stove. I mean, you've seen it. I mean, it's just, it's ma- it's just massive. Yeah. But, uh, unfortunately, I can't do anything on that. So... I was going to go and uh, get a turkey dinner from a place I did last year, but uh, then we find out our neighbors across the pond are uh, you know, texted us and said, "Hey, we're having a big turkey dinner at two o'clock, and at five uh, we'd be willing to bring over you know a, a Thanksgiving dinner to you, uh, Pat." and our, one of our caregivers, and so it's like uh, that's what's going to end up happening. So well, that's very I'm, nice. I try to sleep in a little bit tomorrow. Uh, obviously, I have a good chance to sleep during the Detroit-Chicago game because it's going to be so bad. <laughs> and then uh, we'll see how the Dallas game is going to be. But uh, in the end, uh, you know, I'm going to uh, just take it easy and have one radio hit at 2 o'clock. And uh, at 5 o'clock, we'll have dinner. Nice. Good. Nice neighbors there, Jeff. Yeah, that's, very, oh, that's, yeah. that's a very kind gesture. Yeah. That's, that's nice. Well, and McIntyre told me, Jess came down, mm-hmm. and uh, her and Mike, I think, is the, yeah. her fiancé. Um, they cooked. Yeah, they cooked, and it was like you'd never cracked the seal on your on your oven there. Your well, no, the seal's been top. cracked. I mean, in fact, uh, Jessamine was one of the first to crack the seal because she came over many years ago, and uh, I think with Nicole or somebody like that, and... Uh, you know, they they cooked and, uh, you know, I know Mike, uh, your fiance, just loved the stove. Just yeah. absolutely loved it. <laughs> so oh. you just don't have, what's the best, like, fanciest thing you've ever made? Like, most intricate meal that you've ever made, Clayton, in your mm, life? For me? For her? Macaroni and cheese out of the box? No, and... no. <laughs> Top no. ramen? Yeah. No, I think probably oatmeal, something like that. <laughs> Microwave, <laughs> microwave. I was yeah. way off, way off. Yeah, but, but again, you, you know what I end up doing a lot of times. I just go out and get food for her, yeah. and uh, that that tends to work. Like you know, and I try to <clears throat> keep her supplied with all the stuff that she likes, and that's good. And so she has plenty of that. I mean, because again, uh, she always has some kind of soup. Right now, she's on a tomato soup binge, so it's like she's having tomato soup, and you know. Uh, uh, I got her on this barbe- some barbecue flatbread uh, that she really likes, and I always go to Applebee's and get her quesadillas, and she loves those. So, uh, I mean, I try to take care of her in that regard. And then one of the things that, uh, you know, she's on right now is that uh, she's got donuts. Oh, she's on the donut kick. Yeah, I mean, Uh-oh. but again, these are real small donuts that are real sweet. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, you, you, if uh, you, you've gone there enough times, Dave. Uh, have you ever tried the donuts at Dino's? 
Oh, no, I haven't. They oh. serve donuts there? I'm usually there for other things at Dino's. Um, <laughs> they have a bar there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I, I tell you what's also nice is that, uh, I you know, in fact, we're going to probably go there on Friday night for Friday night date night if uh, if we can get in because, you know, they've got the Husky game. Oh, oh yeah. wow, yeah. And, you know, so I don't know if it's going to be filled with Husky Cougar fans or anything like that. But, uh, you know, one of the things that I had her try, which I was worried that it was just going to be a disaster, is that, uh, you know, they have they have fish, right? And so what I did is that uh, I mean, she doesn't like fried food, can't eat fried food. And so I said, hey, why don't you try the halibut? And I talked him into not putting the, uh, you know, the sprinkles on for the uh, French, you know, the, so it would be fried like that. And she loved it. Mm. And then I tried the same thing on an order to pick up with the uh, scallops, and she loved that. All right. Nice. Well, you found some new go-to well, meals. And tell but, Pat that I've been on a donut kick for about 15 years, yeah. so uh, she shouldn't feel <laughs> He's bad. got recommendations if she's looking for other donuts. Oh, yeah, donuts, but again, so. you'll, 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 I mean, these, these are real small, real sweet, and she likes them. She'll usually have three in uh, as a dessert. Nice. Uh, well, you, you brought up that, that matchup between the Lions and the Bears. Is, is, is Nagy going to make it to the end of the season? Is he, you, we talked about the rumor that was mm-hmm. out there yesterday, but ultimately, is he, is he done at the end of the year? Does he, I think he's did, done at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, George McCaskey, uh, the, one of the owners of the team, came out today and said the, the story was not true. He's not been told he's going to be fired, and he's not going to be fired by Monday. So you know, we're running out of time. So I think he makes it to the end of the season and then gets fired. Hey, John, earlier we were asking the question, what if, what if Kyler Murray had played in that game? Mm-hmm. What, what, what would be the difference? I, I was like... I'd say blowout. I would say, yeah, I said uh, at least two extra touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's just... And it kind of brings home two points that, number one, I don't think, you know, if the Seahawks can't beat him with a backup quarterback, they just, they're not going to be beat. Right. But also that Arizona is a well constructed team and Mm -hmm. we were kind of talking about that uh this week about who's the best team i know who the best team is record wise it's arizona but i'm starting to think it's that way as far as the way their team's built as well how how do you like the way they're built uh it's tremendous and steve kime has done such a great job of filling in holes as the season progresses like for example he loses max williams at tight end yeah that was a big loss it was but then they they trade for zach Ertz. right you know they steal i mean just like uh, seattle was able to get a good deal to get gabe jackson out of the raiders they got i think rodney hudson uh for a fifth round pick and that's worked out real well at center uh you know and you know he's made some very shrewd moves now we know that chase edmonds has been their starting running back but look at james connor who they picked up for pittsburgh real cheap connor has like 12 13 touchdown runs and he's just been phenomenal and you saw how well he ran on Sunday. So, yeah, I think that uh, uh, he's done a great job. He's fixed up the offensive line. The defense is now fourth or fifth in the league, which is something that that hasn't happened in a long period of time. So I think Steve, you know, he's got to be out under consideration for general manager of the year. Hey, John, the, the uh, I was reading that the Rams and the NFL settled uh, that lawsuit with the city of mm-hmm. St. Louis over the franchise relocation. Yeah. $790 million. Any idea how much Kroenke himself is going to pay? Because I was reading that that'll be dispersed amongst the other 31 owners out there, which I'm sure they're really pleased about. But Yeah, they weren't happy about that. What What do you think his end is, uh, what he's going to be on the line for? And then ultimately, what, it, what was the suit over? That they broke a contract? Or what, what was... Well, they they broke their lease. Now, again, 
uh, one of the reasons I was kind of surprised that they lost this case, uh, Kroenke and that, is that there was a promise when the Rams moved to St. Louis that they'd be in the top 10 for revenue, and that did not happen. And so uh, I think there was a clause or two in there that said that they can get out of the lease if that happens, and it just, I mean, it it didn't happen. So it's like... uh, uh, the big thing is, and the reason for the settlement is because if this goes to trial in January, you know every financial statement, particularly from the league, which of course I, I'm, I'm upset about because I want to see the financial statements, uh, you know they'd be open open to the public, and uh, they didn't want that to happen. So uh, I, I know of the 780 million, it's like about 280 million dollars is tied up in legal fees, you know as far as the attorneys and stuff like Jeez. that. And so uh, it's pretty much like a $500 million settlement. And, uh, you know, the one thing that did not come attached to it is to get an expansion franchise for St. Louis, which that's what they were also pushing for. So they were able to get out of it from that standpoint. I know they were citing, like, lost revenue, entertainment, and all that. Listen, I was there for one season. Yeah. Nobody was going there. I don't know how much money they lost, but that building was empty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I don't – I was looking at that going, well, that's pretty cute. They're going to say we lost all this revenue from these games and yeah. entertainment was removed from the city. Nobody was going there. This is, it was a terrible building. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it was, yeah, Just I'm sure you've been in there. Oh, Ed, God, Edward yeah. Jones Dome, it was yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how much money they truly lost, but yeah, apparently they had enough of a case to force the league and Kroenke to settle. Mm-hmm, yeah, and I mean, it seemed like each step, and I guess the fact that it you know, had you got home field advantage with the case being in the St. Louis area, in Missouri, that that gave them a chance to uh, to win. And, uh, you know, because I know that it's a lot of the preliminary uh, uh, suits and all that stuff, they were winning, St. Louis was, and Kroenke was losing. And so you, you knew ultimately this was not going to go well for Kroenke, but, uh, you know, now what you're looking at is that, uh, you know, he's got the settlement. We'll see how it works out between Kroenke and the league because, you know, remember the one thing is, you know, Kroenke is paying $65 million a year for the move. That's that's one of the things that, uh, you know, is all part of it. But, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll just have to work it all out. And, of course, I mean, the one thing that at least gets him a little bit of sympathy from some of the owners is that, uh, you know, he paid and he paid like four billion dollars for the, uh, you know, the building of that beautiful stadium down in Los Angeles. Hey, John, you mentioned your sleep pattern uh, tomorrow, yeah. the uh, three and seven bears against the uh, Detroit Lions. <laughs> OK, so together they are three, 16 and one, mm-hmm. these two mm-hmm. teams. Mm-hmm. But uh, the next one. Pretty good game. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Raiders. Raiders start out five and two, and yeah. then you know they end yeah, up... but they're playing New Orleans, right? No, the Raiders oh. are in Dallas. Oh, Raiders in Dallas. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. And so, and you look at Dallas. I mean, they've mm-hmm. they've had. I mean, the two losses against Tampa Bay and Kansas City, the two Super Bowl participants, and it was only a ten point loss in right. Kansas City. But the the one that was the stinker was when they they dropped the one to Denver mm-hmm. at home. But um, you think the Raiders? Well, I think the, the other stinker was being blown away by the Chargers. The well, that's the Raiders. I was oh, talking Raiders. about the Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Denver losing to Denver was bad. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, and you know, it looks like uh, there's a chance that CD Lamb may be able to play, which stuns me because. He's going to be one of the few guys that got a concussion on a Sunday that can come back and play on Thursday. So you have to kind of worry a little bit about that. You know, I think Amari Cooper is going to miss the game because he's in COVID-19. So that's not going to work out. 
uh, and I think that Tyrone Smith is going to miss the game. So, you know, they've got some injuries, but also it's, it's a good team. It's going to win the division easily, and, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. And right now, I mean, you can see a Raider team that's just really floundering. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because the win in Denver mm-hmm. – was right after was that right after the Gruden firing right right mm-hmm. so they you know it's like oh they kind of rallied then they beat uh, Philadelphia then they had a bye week and somewhere around there is about when the rugs thing happened and right. and now they lost three in a row I mean I, I get losing to Kansas City maybe Cincinnati but they also lost to the Giants so mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if it's all that stuff is starting yeah to, I think it's all catching up to them because yeah. again it's like uh, you know you have the Gruden firing. Uh, Gruden resignation. Then you have the problems that they had with Ruggs. They had to cut him. Then Damon Arnett, the defensive back. I mean, he, you know, he was waving his guns and threatening to kill people and stuff of that nature. And so they ended up cutting him. And I think it's just all catching up. And I think the biggest thing is catching up is to Derek Carr. You know, because again, it's like uh, you know, his numbers have started to come down. Even though he's been he's been, he's been a warrior for that team, he really has. He's tried to you know keep everybody upbeat. He's tried to at least play the best he can. But I think it's starting to catch up to him because they're a little bit weaker at the wide receiver position. Certainly, they haven't drafted well. But I'll tell you the one thing is that you know today, you know the uh, early early fan votes for the Pro Bowl came out, and I'm just stunned. And I mean stunned to see that they had four or five guys on defense, you know, be in the top 10. You know, Unique and Dockway, for example, uh, was like uh, fourth, I think, in the defensive ends. And, you know, Max uh, Crosby was like third, which is probably a little bit too low because he's having a defensive player of the year type year. But, uh, you know, Jonathan Abrams made it at safety. Uh, you know, they uh, one of their inside linebackers, you know, made it. Uh, they just picked up uh, Denzel Perryman. I mean, so, uh, you know, like, in fact, the only offensive player they had was, uh, you know, Darren Waller, the tight end, who's one of the best in football. But, uh, yeah, and Derek Carr didn't make the top tens. Oh. Mm. Yeah, well, it looks like he's thrown five interceptions in the last uh, four games. Four games, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's, like you said, it's, I think things are starting to catch up to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. No, well, I think so. Speaking of that, I was going to ask you about Josh Allen. He, he's a guy that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. coming into the season, is he going to be an MVP? He gets the big deal. All that, and I'm not pulling the plug on this guy by, oh, no. by any stretch, but they've lost two of their last three. One of those games, Jacksonville held them to six points. And you look in those three games, the last mm-hmm. three, they've lost two. He's thrown five picks in three games. What What's the word on what's happening out there with the, with this offense? Uh, we saw it light up the Jets, but it's the Jets. Well, so what, what what's happening with the Bills? Well, he, the word is around the league that the uh, you know defense is now caught up to this offense because and this is now I think it's not Josh Allen. I think it goes on the coaching staff because what's ending up happening is that uh, you know they're a pure passing team. You know they passed the ball last year thirty seven point two thirty seven point three times a game. This year they're up to thirty eight. But it's still the same type of passes. And so now teams are going more zone. We've watched that with Seattle and we watched that with Kansas City and all that. (laughs) So it takes away some of their big playmaking ability and it puts Josh Allen in a tougher position. So they've got to figure some things out. They're not great on the offensive line. In fact, it's pretty average to below average on the offensive line. And they don't run the ball enough. I mean, that, I mean, Mike, what Singletary is like their their only decent runner. So that's an issue. And so you put all that together, and uh, 
I think you know defenses have caught up to that offense, and they've got to figure a while out a way to get out of it. You know what's amazing is I really I really like the Titans. I like the way yeah. they're put together. They had Derrick Henry; it'd be even better. They're eight and three, but the two teams that beat them this year are playing each other: mm-hmm. the Jets and the Houston Texans. And you know I don't know which one's worse, but probably the Texans because yeah. they lost at home. But these are two two and eight teams, and and maybe. Have the Titans, are they the ones probably that have had the, some of the goofiest games? Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at some of their wins and then their losses, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They're just yeah. all, over the, all over the place. Yeah, So, uh, but it's like we're seeing that with all the teams that are you know, with good records and all that stuff. I mean, they, they, there's like a, a stinker every two or three weeks. And so, uh, the, uh, but, you know, the Titans are getting better on defense. That's encouraging offensively you know ryan Tannehill is doing the best he can <clears throat> even though he not only doesn't have derrick henry but he also doesn't have julio jones right. i mean julio should be off the injured list in another week or so but uh you know he's not been out there brown he's been banged up and hurt and i know that uh you know he's so that so that's kind of taking things away so it's like uh in the end they're not the same on offense but again they're good enough to be able to to win enough games to at least challenge to be the number one seed in the uh, AFC, even though the team that's catching up to him dramatically is Bill Belichick's New England Patriots. Yep. Mac Jones, what do they want? Five in a row now, I think? Yeah. And they're yeah. Five, seven and four. They lead the division by a half game. Look at that. Uh, 253 asking, John, if Chris Carson can't make it back next mm-hmm. year, and obviously the Hawks won't re sign Penny, who could the Hawks look at the running back spot for next year? Well, I mean, they can look in free agency, but I think, you know, they can also look in the draft because if they do finish with a bad record and finish in the top 10, you know, they're not going to have a first-round pick in the top 10, but they'll have a second-round pick in the top 10. I mean, you figure that, uh, I mean, you can get a good running back in the second round. I mean, we've seen it with, uh, you know, Nick Chubb. We've seen it, you know, with Jonathan Taylor, you know, Devontae Williams. Yeah, I mean, they got Carson in the seventh round. Yeah, well, yeah got, so. and that obviously worked out well for all those people that criticize John Snyder. It's like, uh, yeah, it was, it was funny because I was looking at that Pro Bowl list and there's like about six, I think, uh, Seahawks in that top ten in voting. Now about three of them are on special teams, but uh, you know, Bobby Wagner's like second uh, as far as inside in middle in middle linebackers, inside linebackers technically is what they call them. Uh, then you know, Quandre Diggs is fourth at safety. You know, Jamal Adams is seventh at strong safety. So. Uh, and Dwayne Brown, he's up there like about sixth at left tackle. But obviously the surprising part is no DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. Mm. And then, I'm sorry, you, I was reading something. Did you mention Dixon and, and yeah, Ballor? Dixon. Yeah. The special Dixon, team guys. Dixon, Ballor. I mean, they're, Dixon's number one. Ballor is number two. I mean, he's number two at uh, special teams. Yeah. Well, and, I, and, and also, you know, who's fifth at, at kickoff returns? DJ, DJ Dallas, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they had seven. They have seven guys. You know, I have to say, I said this during the game, and it's nothing against him, but I'm done with Freddie Swain as a punt returner. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think there I know many returns. It kind of it's it yeah. catches it and gets tackled. Well, and there's also a couple of times where he has space uh-huh. and, and fair catch. Yeah, I, I yeah. wonder about his judgment. I don't. I don't think he has great open field. Uh, I would love to see Ugo Amadi. Now, obviously, there's a reason he's not there because yeah. it's things we don't see. And I know that securing the ball is the main thing. Mm-hmm. And that, I think Pete's really big on that. Right. And so I don't think he, you know, but I, I don't know. Freddie Swain, eh, 
Mm-hmm. And I love him, love him to death. I just don't think he has that knack. But I'm um, looking at uh, another good game, John. I think the Colts are going to give the Buccaneers a run here on Sunday. Yeah. Because, you know, you look at uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, the way that they're playing defensively, the takeaways. Oh, man, they're already up to like 28, 29, mm-hmm. I think. And so remember the Seahawks got 32 uh, three, two years ago, and that was like a huge accomplishment. So I like the Colts in that one. Yeah. Talk me out of it, John. No, I can't talk you out of it. But also, I mean, what a feast of games in Week 12. You know, there's it's an NFL record. This is like the first time in NFL history we've had nine games that feature teams 500 or better uh-huh. playing each other. Nine. And so yeah. you've got a lot of great games. Now, again, uh, Chicago... Uh, the Chicago game obviously is not one of them, no. uh, but I mean you know the Raiders in uh, Dallas they're 500 team you know five, they they they're 500 or above. I mean Buffalo and New Orleans, which I think New Orleans is going to be in big trouble because you know no Alvin Kamara, two injuries on the offensive line, uh, they have nothing at the wide receiver position, and they've got uh, you know. Uh, Trevor Simeon is a starting quarterback. I think they're in deep trouble, even though, again, they play very, very well on defense. Yeah, but you're, but... you're probably really excited about the Texans-Jets matchup, match oh, right? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. no doubt. A couple so. of two-win teams taking it, taking out their frustrations on each other. But... Yeah, well, Mel Kuyper's, I think, going to referee that game. Mel Kuyper. going to be great. <laughs> they got Titans-Patriots. Yeah. Uh, the Rams-Packers. Yeah. Rams at Packers. Be good. Browns at Ravens. That's a good rivalry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It is a... It's a great slate of games. John, uh, not going to talk to you tomorrow, obviously, or Friday, because nope. we're, we're on vacation. We're on holiday break like everybody else will be, so we will talk to you on Tuesday because we have no show on Monday either. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Wow, long time. Happy Thanksgiving to you and Pat. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving, and, of course, don't forget I'll be on from 8 to 11 on Saturday on the John Clayton Show, taking your phone calls. There you go. John, have a great one. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com.